Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells, episode 87 coming at you today. We've got a really tight-packed episode for you folks. Lots of mischief, mayhem, and uh, dancing girls? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely all of those things. <laughs> I I will be I, but so the dancing girls it's actually just me mm-hmm. in my skimpiest boxers that I own. Gotcha. Um, but those so. are the ones just with the holes worn in the crotch. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they're ash, assless um, and, and also dickless. So I don't honestly I don't know what they're doing. They did. They didn't start out as assless or dickless. No, they did not. At one, at one time they were just boxers. Friction from my fat ass rubbing <laughs> against them. <laughs> oh shit that happens there's this there's always it. that there's always that joke out there that men try to get the longest out of their boxers whether until they fucking are literally falling apart dude i'm literally putting like i pull one out of the freaking box right now and i'm like oh this will be good and then i go to put it over my legs and it just rips a little more yeah i'm like oh yeah no, this is great this is gone this is now uh this is now an oil rag yeah i got a fucking thong on right now <laughs> and it's not i didn't buy it this way it's just Happened. Dusty Bender thongs. <laughs> Here we go. That's we're we're really we're really expanding, uh, folks. If uh, when you listen to this, if Twitter is still a thing, oh uh, we posted a photo of a couple couple uh, mock uh, not mocks. I mean these are these are actual hats that we made. Uh, I got to admit they're pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, and uh, if you guys are interested in picking up one of these beauties, uh, please let us know. Um, we are we're on Twitter at the moment, Facebook, um, or you can just uh, yeah, Twitter and Facebook. I think that's about it at the moment, huh? Yeah, faxes. Uh, faxes, yeah. Yeah, postage. Would accept the fax, yeah. Support my your ma- local mail. my mailing address. Yeah. P.O. Box. Um, yeah, we've, uh, boy, uh, once again, uh, we'd like to thank Mad Bomber Brewing for sponsoring this episode. Uh, if you guys are interested in being sponsors on the show, we are more than happy to accommodate you. I will use my deep voice to, s- to say sponsor material. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Dude Wipes. Getting real deep. Like Josh, Josh Turner, though. Low, low, low. Oh, Josh Turner's my boy, dude. I'd I don't know. Sing. He can oh. sing me to sleep if he wants to. Oh, he's just, his voice is divine, isn't it? Oh, it is. Juicy. Really good. That's the way I like to put it. Really good. We probably we probably even uh, threw a few beers back to his music back in college. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Probably not here, too. <laughs> just a single beer. <laughs> you know what we need to, you know what we need to do we need to copy like most good ideas in the world we need to copy other podcasts and uh any like if we have a patreon or something uh we just answer their questions i don't get it so like if somebody pays us money then we always make sure like they'll they'll make sure to like ask us a question before every episode or something we make sure that we always answer it regardless of how dumb it is oh i like that idea yeah yeah. Oh, just how dirty, like dirty ones. Oh, it's gonna get immediately like with our with our listenership, it's immediately going to get dirty. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You guys are a bunch of sickos. It's freaking weirdos, man. <laughs> but but we love ya. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't yeah. you're the you're the best sickos out there. Yeah. 
There's a lot. Yeah. 87, huh? Wait, this is the Sidney Crosby of episodes. Oh, man. Ooh, that, buddy. Uh, I don't know. What, is, what does that mean? Do I have to... Do I whine a lot through the episode? Yeah, I'm going to complain about a few of the topics. Do the, uh, do, the, do the refs bail me out when I can't think of something? <laughs> yeah. So, so Sidney Crosby is like the quarterback rule in football. Okay. He's just... Yeah, yeah he just... Uh, you know, they just baby his ass. Tom Brady rule. That sounds about right. Um, he hasn't been really doing much, has he, lately? He's getting older, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, I thought they started off pretty hot, and then they kind of they kind of were like, oh, yeah, it's uh, we're getting old here. We can actually so. get into that a little bit here, uh, in a little bit, because we've, we've had a few teams that have followed that path, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, recently, but we'll get into that. Um, obviously, first off, uh, let's get into Tweet of the Week. Hey-o. Uh, as long as Twitter's still a thing, this could be this could be the last Tweet of the Week. <laughs> this, could, this could just be uh, words people said of the week soon. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, as soon as I open up Twitter, Elon Musk's last tweet, how do you make a small fortune in social media? Start out with a large one. Uh, aren't you glad I didn't say banana? Yeah, something, something like that. What do you say? Everybody's tweeting out, cracking Twitter. This is my er, cracking Canada. This is my last tweet. I really want to state how much I despise the Golden Knights. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, and rightfully so, so. Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good. That could almost be a final tweet. Uh, no, tweet. Uh, tweet tweet of the week. Um, jumping into, um, I should go to our our profile and not uh, not my profile. That's different. Yeah. Um, Obviously, our hats. Tweeting. The hats are the best tweet. No, just kidding. Um, I, I, th- <laughs> Kraken Canada. I think I'm gonna give it to. Uh, we retreated uh, after the Kraken loss against the Minnesota Wild. Hmm. Uh, he says after, right, literally right as the the overtime game is over. Uh, Kraken Canada tweets out, "I'm angry, comma throw Susie into the sun." <laughs> Oh man! And uh, I I gotta tell you, I watched that game live, and uh, the 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 emotion level on that was was pretty close to that. I I wanted I wanted Susie to be looking at the inside of the Coachella Firebirds locker room after that loss because the game was very much in hand and momentum swung just like that. Uh, that wait, that was the wild game. I think, yeah, because Flurry was in net, I think. Huh. Could be, oh. man, maybe I could be wrong. Well, I think the punch, oh, so the punch happened after. Yeah, Susie's, Jets, Susie's Jets punch. Game, right? Yeah, oh, it was Pierre-Luc Dubois. So it was yeah, you're right. You're, it, was it was the Jets. Jets. It was the Jets, you're right, you're right, you're right. right. But, yeah, 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 that's still. <laughs> no, Flurry, Flurry just held the, held the, yeah, so let's, let's get into it. Uh, starting out the show, a little bit of crack and talk. Uh, since we talked to you last. They are, uh, okay, we'll go overall record first, and then we'll kind of catch up on where we are. Uh, last we talked to you, I believe they were second in the Pacific Division. Uh, now they are third, 8-5-3. and three. Uh, 16 games played, 19 points behind the LA Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Uh, how are we feeling about that positioning, Wells? Uh, it's just, it's tough to see them lose some of these games that they've been losing. Hmm. Um, I mean, we, we've always kind of said all year, right? Like, and, and, and luckily like, man, it's just the fan base is so, so young, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
we just we see that and we get so damn excited when we realistically know this is probably a wild card battle year sure. right uh you know but we just we, we all want it to be so good the west is so bad that it the just is it, so bad it's so bad um last we chatted i believe right when we were recording i think the last episode they were kicking the shit out of nashville they did they dusted nashville yeah and that and that spoiler alert that that game ended the way that we thought it was um after that they've now they're now on a home game stand uh, like a four or five game home stand um they got goalied by minnesota uh every yeah flurry flurry's been known to do that um flurry yeah. is getting older his consistency is definitely not his strong suit anymore but you know, it's like Toby Keith once said, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. There you go. Uh, so every once in a while, Flurry can put on a Vesna performance. Um, it, you know, for all intents and purposes, I watched a little bit of this game. Uh, it was a good game. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think the Kraken did anything too particularly bad. Um, they got lots of chances. They just, I, I think the only cr- major critique of that is they, they played into Minnesota's game plan. Um, Minnesota's style of hockey is horrifically boring. Um, (laughs) it, it really is like, it's, it's so dull. Um, I mean, we're talking Barry Trotz level boring. Uh, but so, I mean, when you're, when you're forced to play into that system, you know, you're pushed to the outside, you're making the goalie look good. Uh, in this game, I think that's exactly what happened. Not to mention a little, you know, just heroics from Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, sure. No shame in no shame in losing a one zero game, and uh, Martin Jones played great. Yeah, I mean jo- Jones Jones hasn't been the problem. Right? No, it's, I mean it's it's only a two game losing streak, right? So we're right, just, it's we're not. Pick, we're I, I wouldn't mean. I, I, okay, th- so would you say is there a problem? <sighs> I think it's very concerning to see them score two goals in their last two games. Mm. So I I think it is. I think there is a. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily call it a problem. I think it's one of those like, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of sitting in my house by myself, just you know, worrying like a little, like a little right. reward. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that is concerning. I think you know maybe, uh, you know, they really need to show the next game that they can put up three, four goals again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think not even from like, not even from like being able to compete with the rest of the Western Conference teams. Like they they need to show themselves confidence because that's how yeah. you get out of that hole, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think there's anything concerning and, um, you know, in, in reality, as long as Jones is still playing good, those goals are going to come, right? Like sure. they, they really do like this team really does buzz, you know, three, if not all four lines pretty, pretty consistently, even yep. in, in these, even in this one zero game, yep. right? Like they buzz pretty good. So, um, no, I don't think there's any concern. And we're seeing that. I think that, I think that we're seeing that because, for better or for worse, like this team's strategy is not we're going to beat you with star power. This sure. this is very early, you know almost early Golden Knights where yeah. we're not going to beat you with star power. We're going to beat you with four lines, right. and for better or for worse, that's good. But you but with that strategy, you do tend to sometimes see goals dry up. Sure, because you don't have you don't have the star that can pull the goal you know a goal or two out when when you need it. Um, you're you're more playing the odds with hoping that your fourth line is going to be able to step up and put in a goal, um, which doesn't on the surface sound like a really great strategy. But um, yeah, but when you, I mean when you're when you're I mean like I was looking at lineups today, um, Bjorkstrand, Yanni Gord, and oh who was the other person? Tanev. Uh, 
Tanev on the third line. That's not a bad third line. It's a nice third line, dude. That's not a bad third line. In fact, argue you could argue that that would be its first line. You know, a month ago, uh, last year that was that was easily their first, their first yeah. line. Yeah, easily your first year line. So that's not bad. Um, when oh the second line, Jordan Eberle, McCann, and Matty Benares. Ooh, I like uh, that's. I like that line a lot. Yeah, it is. That's nice. That that line makes me feel funny things. Yeah, I I honestly like you know I I know because of these two, we've shuffled around a little bit. I think Bjorkstrand is the big one here that got dropped down to that third line. Yeah, um, you know, but by I, his own self, he's he's not. Sure. It's 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 this is classic Oliver Bjorkstrand in the sense that like Bjorkstrand has always been an analytics. He's like a Rick Nash where you know oh, his fucking course he's through the roof and all of his underlying stats are just fucking. He does everything right except you know score. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But and and I'm a huge fan of Oliver Bjorkstrand. He does do everything right, um, and it's not like he's not shooting. For, as somebody who drafted him in our fantasy draft and has dropped him recently, and I. I think he's even sitting on our waiver wire right now. I think he is too, yeah. Um, like, he's he's a good hockey player, and he is getting shots. He just He's just not finishing right now. You just you saying that just makes me think, like, I know this is not what's happening, but it just sounds like Bjorkstrand's kind of just, he'll get the puck, and he's just kind of doing some circles, like, in his own <laughs> zone, right? Like, he's just <laughs> trying to get those possession numbers up, and he's like, you know, he gets, he dumps it out, he dumps it into his own zone on accident, and he gets off the ice, right, so that they go fucking score. <laughs> he's an analytics darling, because he's fucking he rigging it, he does, dude. He's rigging the system. Other than, you know, the eye test, he does everything right. Yeah, yeah. He just, and I think he's still, I mean, Kraken are just paying him, to have, you know, realistically 60 to 70 points in a season, right? I mean, that's that's what his contract looks like. He's going to have to he's gonna have to take it up uh, he, a little bit. He's got some work to do because I think last I looked, he was like half point per game. So he's yeah. looking at like 40 points right now, which which you, th- this can happen. It's a new team. It's a new environment. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he, his home life looks like, right? Like he could just mm-hmm. be, you know, something could be. He could, he could honestly have an injury that he just doesn't want to tell the fucking health, like sure. the staff about, right? Like there's well, so many different eight assists options. Plus, one goal, eight assists with a plus two. In 17, 18 games? In 16 games. 16 games. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still, you know, close to fine. 50 fine. points. It's, it's, yeah, it's he's, Is he playing up to what they're paying him? No. But, no. like, he's not. I wouldn't say he's playing terrible. Like, there's no like no one bad. Like, it's not like he, I don't know, punched somebody in the back of the head behind the play and cost him the game. Are you sure it wasn't him? I <laughs> He, how could you tell? He no, I'm real, I'm real fucking the, sure. Because in the moment, I was real fired up. <laughs> fucking slingshot like, his ass fucking, into the sun. Oh, I was like, I swear to God, if fucking Hackstall doesn't bench him next game, I'm going to be livid. Uh, I calmed down after that, but um, <laughs> I was so fucking bad because, like, I just, you know, when you, you don't have those feelings in hockey where you're like, this is inevitable. Like, fate, fate does not want us to win this hockey game. I just I like they they had just killed off a penalty, right? And then Susie does that, hits him in the back of the head. I'm like, oh, this game is going to overtime. And once you have a team that scores those, you know, those last second goals, more often than not, they carry the momentum into the next period. I wonder. It's t- talking about data and Bjorkstrand. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the I wonder what the like the team who ties it in the last you know three minutes of a game. 
I wonder what their percentage of winning in overtime actually is. Because I, I bet you're right. I bet it's pretty fucking high. It's, pretty, it pretty seems good. like the momentum's pretty, pretty much on their side. So yeah, it just felt it felt inevitable at that moment. It, it really did. Um, and, and that and that was a shitty part. Um, yeah. It, to to defend him a little bit. Yeah. Go go ahead. If PLD fucking hacked my ankles like he did Susie's ankles there. He's not getting punched in the back of the head, but you better believe my stick is taking all of its fucking torque to his fucking ankle. Yeah. Because that looked fucking brutal, and, I, and you you know just as well as anybody who plays hockey and has skated or, you know, any sort of hockey game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get tapped like that in the fucking, like, the, that's his ankle bone, right? I mean, that's essentially where he mm-hmm. got fucking hacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm hacking his ass back, and he's probably... He's not going to punch the back of the head because why am I going to take my feet, my fucking hand off my stick? Sure, you know I'm not that much. Well, it, yet, it's and, and Susie was trying to be sneaky about it. Like the play was going the other direction. The Kraken sure. had cleared the zone. PLD skate now, and Susie just saw the opportunity. Unfortunately for him, the refs had not moved on with the play. They were still down <laughs> in the Kraken zone, and like, like if you watch the replay, the refs like literally watching him just hit him in the back of the head. Like it wasn't even like a. Oh, I caught it out of the corner of my eye. Like, no, he's watching him. Like, <laughs> the the ref below the fucking goal line—that's literally his job. Yeah, it's literally to make sure that it's nothing else happens behind the play. Behind the play, exactly. And no, to your point, the 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 slash from PLD is fucked up. Like, sure, he's the guy is definitely deserving of some sort of retaliation. He's gonna get fucking two handed in the nuts or in the ankle, or I'm not even ruling out the punch in the back of the head, sure. so to speak. Uh. But there's a time and a place, and if you're a professional hockey player, you know when that is. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You, you you're at playing at the highest level, dude. Like uh, this is coming from people who didn't get anywhere close to the highest level. But right. you gotta have a lit. Like it's your job. It's not you just gotta, like you, I'm you playing fucking composure. bantam hockey. Yeah, you gotta have a little bit of composure. Um, like you're up two one, run the clock out, and then when you're on the ice. When the when the when the clock's running low and the game's over out of hand or when you get the empty netter, then go after him. Sure. Like no one I'm not saying that you don't not go after PLD for what he did. I'm just saying you gotta be smarter about it. Here's my thing though, too. If this is flipped, right? Mm-hmm. Cracking her down two one, yep. you know, under however many minutes. I don't remember the exact time. But Susie, Susie slashes some slashes guy PLD and then get, and then takes one in the back of the head. And then takes one in the back of the head. They be, like refs need to be consistent and not make sure. that ankle slash yep. call and then also yep. make the the punch in the back of the head. So sure. that's I just I want to make sure you know that that's what we need to be concerned about. Like if we see something similar like this again, um, or, or you know a big fucking hack from yeah. somebody like that, right? Like it's it's only because PLD's team. It's only because Winnipeg was down. Yep. Right. It's the only reason that he got away with that fucking hack because it's brutal. It's fucking it's really brutal. Bad. It's really bad. bad. Like, I'd been pissed too, so I, I get it. But yeah, but what just are we? I mean, bonehead stuff. And one of the probably, I mean, it's it's a well known rule. I'm not saying it's it's an unwritten rule in hockey. They're always going to call the retaliation. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, I'm yeah. not saying that I like that. I, it's it's something that was instilled into me when I was a mite. Like, don't retaliate. You'll get the retaliation call. Yep. Yeah. So like that was always. I hated that. I hated that rule. I hated. I hated. I hate that idea. Like, oh, I just got fucking slashed. Now I just got to suck it up and deal with it. Right. And while he gets away with it, I hate that. But 
Like, and it's usually, it's it's not because the ref is sitting there going like, oh, I, I'll only call retaliation penalties. It's not <laughs> it. It's usually, it's usually the first guy got away with it. Sure. And yeah, now I, the ref yeah. is looking at you. So he didn't even yeah. see the first hit. Yeah. So it's definitely a combination. It's definitely a combination of the two, right? Because it's, yeah. it's the last few minutes of a game. Yep. The losing team committed what should have been a penalty in, you know, if there was 10 minutes left in the game. Oh, right. Just a fucking hideous slash. Absolute fucking hack of a whack. And the retali- but then, but then on top of that, right, it compounds with the retaliation shit. Cause I heard the same shit because I, you know, I, yep. I was that kid. I would get fucking hacked and I'm like, you just took my fucking ankle out. Your ankle's going to be also hurting tomorrow, <laughs> right? Like you can fuck off, dude. I'll, I'll take my five in a game for that shit. Like, yeah, absolutely. You. Yeah. You, know. you are, uh, you're going to be icing that tomorrow, bud. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a tough thing to see. Be curious. Uh, cause that was their last game. Right. So we'll be curious to see, uh, they, he, if he's in the lineup. Susie's in the lineup. Yeah. Oh, I is saw he? Him. I okay. saw him there. I, I mean, I, it's, I'm sure it was handled internally. I'm sure, sure that you know uh, it. He you know he had to fucking skate some lines or something. Practice. Oh and baby, got I back hope to so. Oh, I have. Like I said, I was so fucking furious in the middle of it because like yeah, it's a two-one game. Good, you know, like let's let's keep the fucking winning streak. You know, oh, we lost lost the winning streak, but you know that's a right. one game. That's a one offer. Like we're up two one for most of the game. Like this this game's in the bag. We just gotta you know lock it down. And they killed off the penalty so well. Um, the first one, right. so I was like, okay, we just got it. Let's just coast into this. And so I was, I was as soon as he threw the punch and they got the penalty, I was like, oh, this is over. Like we're, <laughs> like it's done. Yeah. Like they're gonna tie this up and we're gonna go to overtime and then they're gonna lose it because they've got Winnipeg's got all the momentum. Right. Um, you know, everybody's everybody's too concerned with fucking looking at Susie going, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. So I I get it. Uh. At the end of the day, I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with the call. You definitely you don't punch somebody in the back of the head. That's how yeah. you. That's how you Todd Bertuzzi somebody, and you don't want that because then they'll, you know, make a verb out of you. Sure. <laughs> and not <laughs> and not in a good way. Yeah. Um. So it's that's that can't be. You know, wires got crossed. He get. It's all happened. It's happened to every single hockey it player happens. out there. Yeah. It does happen. Uh. He had a moment. You know. He had a moment and. Uh, Hopefully he's learned from it and can only move on because you can't go back in time. You can't stop it. Um, hopefully he had to he had to do some extra lines or burpees or. And let's be honest, Dubois is fine. Yeah. Right. You get yeah. punched. You got punched in the back of the head from a standing position. He's, like he's he's, he's going to be okay with a gloved hand to his helmeted head. He's, yeah, he's I was. I was seeing some people fucking bitching about it. Like, oh, you could have injured him. Sure, you could have injured him, but you're not going to do a ton of damage from where he was standing. There's just, he's gonna be they wear too much pads. You're going to take more concussion from going to the boards or onto the ice. Sure. He's going to, so. he's going to get hurt more on that play. If he doesn't put his fucking hands out and then yep. f- smashes his face in the ice. Yep. Right. Yep. And that's on him. Absolutely. If he gets caught with his fucking hands in his pocket when he's going right. down. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, you know, to, okay. And to, and to kind of wrap that up, I think even if Susie, like say he took the slash and mm-hmm. then, didn't even like retaliate in that like or like didn't stew on it like he takes the slash and then he immediately throws gloves and just goes after him i think this game ends in a crack and win because you get one of those you get one of those bundle ups you know all five all ten guys go into the corner everybody pairs off for a second we all you know a few guys throw fists a couple guys hug it out you got that one you know that one group of guys that have have each other arm in arm 
it always is. That's just watching the scrum go on. Um, and then that and then that goes. And then maybe Susie and PLD get matching matching penalties. But you gotta convince you gotta convince Dubois that you, he's ready to go. Right? Oh, no, at, you know at that mean? point like you that's... just run it. No, you just run out of okay, him. So you're saying once the whistle once the whistle well, goes. I'm, no, I'm no, I'm saying he takes the slash, Susie's wires cross immediately, he turns around and just goes after him. Mm. Even even if fucking PLD turtles right there, it I think and if what happened what I'm saying is is like when that moment happens, then everybody comes in. Right. And then it becomes a fucking clusterfuck. And refs don't like sorting out clusterfucks. They'll rather just call offsetting penalties and let the game go. Here's here's an alternative for you. Okay. Your wires cross. Yep. What you do Oh, you're still gonna get a penalty. Yep. But I was gonna say you go fucking grab his stick and you just go hold his stick. It's gonna piss him off, <laughs> you know? And hopefully the ref just doesn't see it, you know. And there's there's also that. I, I just think it the if it happens in the moment, like he immediately turns around and retaliates, like, ow, fuck, that hurt, fuck you, I'm going to kill you now. If that happens in the moment and there's a scrum in the corner and everybody bunches up, then yeah, re- refs call it Yeah, refs call it differently and yeah. might recognize that, okay, like, Susie, see, again, it's, it's the idea of the retaliation penalty. So, like, let's assume for a second that the ref did not see PLD hack him from the rest perspective all he sees now is susie randomly punching pld in the back of the head true now isolated he's he's too isolated right he's correct one to one essentially he takes one into the shin he takes one into the ankle though and immediately turns around starts punching the ref understands like okay uh people don't just randomly do this like you don't just like randomly for no reason turn around start punching a player that doesn't have the puck PLD must have done something. Right. Send him send him for the match. Sent for the match or you know or offsetting. Like, okay, you right. know, these two were these two were in. I don't necessarily know the specifics or de- you know, the standard ref thing where they didn't see it, so to just be safe, they're gonna call off settings and, and let the game go. Yeah. Yeah. I think sure. that's better than, you know, obviously Susie caught left handed. Uh got caught with his pants down. Yeah, whatever yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I just think that, that it goes down better, and that and that game still ends with a Kraken victory. Yeah, six, uh, but, six seconds left in the game was the goal by Wheeler. Yeah, but but with Su- but with how it went down with Susie just doing it like behind the play and such a blatant, you know, like it wasn't. You, you watch it on the replay; it's not he didn't fall or trip or anything. <laughs> well, hundred percent. Yeah, there was no arguing it. His head hit my fist, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking he hauled off and whacked my head, fist with his head. He head butted my my hand. Yeah, what the fuck, dude. Prick. Um. So yeah. Okay. So uh, that was that last game. They ended up losing that. That was a heartbreaker. I was really upset. Now I'm better. Um. Coming into tonight, taking on the New York Rangers. Uh, as yeah. we record this, six eighteen Pacific time. Uh, I believe they're home. Yeah, they're at home. Uh, yep. Uh, Kraken and the Rangers have roughly very similar records. Uh, Rangers eight six and three. Kraken eight five and three. Uh, Rangers are, I think they're kind of up and down at the moment. Yeah, they started off real hot too, and then uh, yeah, one of those teams. It's just they've kind of got like it seems like they've gone slightly below five hundred recently. 
Okay. So maybe they're maybe they're struggling a little bit uh, going up and down. Uh, the Kraken, on paper, uh, not as skilled as the Rangers, but uh, are you could argue still on a minor hot streak. Uh, you know, you take the Susie thing away, that's a win against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't lose that game because it, it's one of those rare incidents where one player loses you the game. Usually in hockey, one player can't lose or win you the game. It's got to be a team effort. Um, that was one where that was. I don't. I don't. They didn't lose that game because the team was playing bad. Yeah. No, it's definitely and, and, and Winnipeg is. Last I looked, was at the top of the standings in the Central for sure. So, hmm. um, I mean, Rangers that's a, that's a good team. You just got Rangers are five four and one in their last ten. Five four and one. Seattle yeah, is just, six three and one. Just going back through, they they won their last game, lost the one before that, won that the next game, lost the one before that. Right. Okay. So they they're so they're, they're, they're up and down. Yeah, they're up and down. Um. I would, I, I, again, we were, we were kind of hinting toward it, looking at the line combinations. I really like the roster that, uh, Hacks, I mean, it took him, you know, 16 games, but I think the roster is finally coming into frame. Uh, I'm, t- I'm, I'm not going to beat the right drum at this point. Um, uh, I, I think we've all agreed that, you know, the best optimal place of him for is the AHL, right? Yeah. He just can't go. He just not allowed, yeah. So I, I think that is probably the biggest issue on that front. What, what are you thinking about these lines? What do you think? I you like on daily face-off? Yeah, I, I, I like them. Um, what do you think about Kale Fleury coming in? The kid's good. He had a good, he had a good uh, end of the year last year. So once they kind of traded off a lot of their uh, – who they tra- they traded off a couple guys, a couple guys on the back end, Giordano. Mm-hmm. Um I never remember the fucking kid's name. There's another kid that they traded over to Nashville. Okay. Um, but yeah, once they did that, Kale Fleury came in and, and played pretty good hockey. So uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of how he how, how he does. But he's he's got a little bit offensive to him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see him kind of on that third D pairing. And I know Borgen Borgen's actually had a decent year. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's probably been one of the bigger surprises just down there on that third D pairing. Yeah. So yeah, it, it'll be good. He, he uh, as much as I liked Hayden, I think K- Kale is actually better than Hayden Flurry. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad option. It'd be interesting to see his contract. I wonder if this is. Uh, I, w- I wonder if he's a potential move at the dead. You know, at the deadline kind of guy. Uh, if he's going to be in a seventh defenseman spot, but yeah, I mean, he bring he brings a little bit of a little bit of offensive punch to it. Okay. I uh, think the last thing is uh, we know that Martin Jones is starting tonight. Uh, do we have any reason to believe that this guy is not the starter for the rest of the season, or at least probably till the new year? I think there's 5.5 or whatever it is, big ones every year that would say there's a potential for him to slot into a backup role once Groovy's back, uh, just based on the, the contract. But, I mean, we, we've seen it, right? Is like five, Is that a 5 by 8 I, I needed to look it up, but yeah, let's, do it, let's do it right now. How about that? Grubauer contract. Grubauer. They, by the way, I mean, not. we were talking kind of, I was kind of hinting toward Martin Jones's, you know, expertise and his skills. Uh, but in reality, I mean, Chris Drieger, I don't believe is getting off IR anytime soon. And they ch- shot Grubauer over to long-term injured reserve. So, he they can do that retroactively, but I think that still makes him out for it. He can't come back until at least next week. Yeah, um, that's that's a it, 
that's a Jones is playing good. Let's see if Jones starts to falter a little bit, and then Grubauer's probably ready to go, right? Like, sure. But even these two losses, like these last two losses, they're not, I mean. Oh, God, no. no. These two losses, you do not reflect on Martin Jones at all. Like, you keep rolling him. Yeah, you can't you can't provide him with two goals in two games and him let in four goals in two games and be like, ah, he's being shit. No, sure. It, yeah, right. so yeah, right. he's a so Grubauer is a six million dollar cap or five point nine million dollar cap hit to be precise. But um, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I think Drieger is down for the year if I want to if I remember okay. correctly. Okay. Um, but there's just no unless unless Jones just strings together like five in a row of absolute horse shit. Let's in four to five goals a game, and the boys can't even get you know two to three goals. Mm-hmm. Then I see. Then I think you see. You know, you're not going to see Joey Dacker. You're not going to see him at all, really. But, no. You know, you're going to see. Okay, okay, Grubauer is ready to go, right? Like that's. I think when you'll when we'll see something like that. But there's. I mean, looking at his numbers, and mm-hmm. and it's funny to kind of hear some of the analysts talk like Grubauer's solid year or not Grubauer uh, Jones is solid year, and it's like. He actually started off pretty shitty. He, he just, did. He, he just, did. I saw it. I was right. there. We watched. Yeah, we we we, we watched the Kraken. We're yeah, you know. Um, you know, and then but 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 now they're saying like he's having a really good season, and it's because he's played so good lately. Yeah. Um, that I think in reality, I mean, he's and the team seems to to rally behind or in front of him. I guess right. Like, yeah. You yep. know, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. But yeah, I, uh, is Chris Drieger injured. Here you go. Thanks, Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, strange thing. I look at the leaderboard on the Kraken website. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, five goals. Andre Burkowski, 10 assists. Andre Burkowski at 14 points. Uh, Brandon Tenev has a plus 12. But it says the top goalie is Magnus Helberg with a .935 save percentage. I didn't even know he played a game. They claimed him off waivers, I believe. So, 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 oh, they're, they're, saying, so they're taking a so save percentage from earlier? Yes. So he played like one game from with ottawa or something let's 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 find out huh yeah he played he played one game with ottawa and had a 0.935 so he's leading the are you on nhl.com i'm on the website nhl web or the kraken website gotcha yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's so stupid it should be like minimum 10 games or something yeah that's that's super weird but in any case so um rangers coming up uh we've got uh the kings a lot of kings Got a, a lot, lot of, of kings. wow, a lot of West Coast uh, games that are gonna be very important. Yep. Um, kings, Sharks, Vegas, Ducks, Kings. So that's ooh, those are really four important. If you win those games, you know you pull you pull six points out of that. That's you're in a good spot. Yeah, yeah. The the ones against the Kings because they're they're jockeying for that second spot essentially right now right so that's gonna that's gonna be a good game i need to i need to make sure that i'm i'm sitting in front of a tv for that game yeah i need to make sure that my laptop so i can steal it is ready to go exactly exactly because we can't get it on espn (laughs) (laughs) my my vpn with espn has been working a little bit more lately but now that i just said that the fbi is going to come after me and espn is going to fix it so no no they don't do that okay that's no, good. they won't. They won't do any of that shit. Oh, we got a. Anyone available to chat? Hell yeah, Tim. Tim, I'm here, man. Getting, Li- getting... live, live tweeting, Tim, huh? 
Here, look. But there we go. Yeah, see, he can hear this as I type because I got clickety clickety clacks on my uh, on my keyboard. There you go. It's good shit. Okay. Uh, enough about the Kraken, I think. Is there anything else you want to get hit on them? No, that sounds good to me. All right, I think we're good. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, the reverse retros are fantastic. Oh, they're fire, dude. Those are absolutely beautiful jerseys. Yeah, they sure are. I, um, that's, that's pro- I don't even have a Kraken jersey yet, and that's probably I'm copping that probably before. Yeah, that's that's probably a good bet. Yeah. Okay, moving along. Uh, one of the things, so let's let's probably talk about we should probably talk about the hottest team in the league right now. Devils, so hot right now. So hot. Um, as we record this podcast, that we're playing Toronto. Uh, that game is two to two. So good game between the Devils and the Maple Leafs. Uh, I believe the Devils are on what a nine or ten game win streak. Last I saw it was nine. Yep, ten game, ten game win streak. Ten games, huh? Thirteen Damn. and thirteen and three. Um, so, since this is a copycat, uh, copycat league, now we know that in order to just get a good season, you need to boo and call for your coach to get fired within the first three games. It's brilliant. You have to lose three games to start yep. the season, and then you boo your coach, and you say you need to get fired. Go, f- go fuck yourself. And then, and then your team will win ten in a row. And then you need to lose your goalie that you've been holding on to for fucking ever and then you'll go out a 10 game fucking win streak it's brilliant it's textbook fucking i think textbook. the only thing that bothers like i'm i'm worried if i'm a devil's fan i'm worried that they have such this weird fixation with Mackenzie blackwood that like there's there's like one scout like in the organization or the one old, development the, the guy one that's that just been there the longest he just won't let it go he like, drafted every, him the, the entire team is like dude like he's a backup at best, man. Come on. He's like, no, this is this is gonna be. This is his year. I've put too much, put too much time and effort. I've I've watched him since he was two. <laughs> he's been grooming him, huh? I've seen him. I've seen him become a man, and I need <laughs> need this to work out. Jesus, can you fucking believe that? It, the other team that's at the top in that division is the Islanders, who I gotta admit, I just yeah, we are, without shots. I didn't see it, but man, you know, uh, plus Soro- four differentials, Soro- plus fourteen. Yeah, who knew? Uh, yeah. New Jersey and New York, the New York Island. I'm not complaining. I like those teams. Sure. Um, I, I'm I'm happy to be proved wrong. Uh, but God, that is just nuts. Um, what's what is what is the Devils' success right now? What what is working working for them? Is it is it something as simple as just they're finally getting fucking consistent goaltending? I think that's a big play. Vanacek mm-hmm. is is a much better goalie than Blackwood ever was going to be. <laughs> um, even from two, I I knew it from two years old. He wasn't going to mm-hmm. be an NHL starter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing it, it, they're relatively healthy right now, right? Okay. And I think we've seen some years where he sure has gone out on IR for long term, long 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 points. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack Hughes obviously was struggling a little bit last year. Not necessarily his fault. But just had some injury, bad lucks. Dougie Hamilton was out for long periods last year, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then they brought in some guys like uh, Palat. Uh, who's the Who's the other guy? Uh, the old was it Knights guy? Oh fuck, what's his name? Oh, um, he's always left wing, right wing in our fucking fantasy all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, I know what you're talking about uh, Tatar. Yeah, right. Isn't it? Tatar. Isn't it Tatar? That's in. That's on that. Well, team he was now? on the wings. He was on the wings originally, but he's jumped. He's bounced around since the wings. Yeah, and I think. I think just you know, the, and that's that's kind of what they needed, right? They needed 
I needed a little bit of those guys who, I mean, Palat's, Palat's not, you know, he's, he's not going to be a world beater, but he's a guy who has obviously won some cups, um, you know, and, you know, experienced player, and he can, he's just going to feed off guys like Hughes and mm-hmm. Heischer and these guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Dawson Mercer is having a freaking decent year. Um, you know, Jesper Bratz, a fucking actual stud, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's actually, you know, it's a good team, and they always kind of had that, that build to be a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really do think injuries have kind of set them back, and now they're starting to, to really hum. Um, is it going to last all year? I don't, I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, all it could take is a, is a Dougie Hamilton injury again, and they could just be off, Maybe. off the absolute rails. Maybe. Or goalies. I mean, we'll, oh, we'll kind of, kind of hits on both of what we were going to talk about here in a little bit but um yeah no i i agree uh I, nicho nico hersher is a stud he um, really is he's i yeah. fucking love that guy uh he is i, I love his, guy. i love yeah i love his hockey um the guy is smart he he knows the game well and he doesn't sacrifice one part of his game for another um like a lot of people you know it's 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 maddie berniers kind of sure in terms of just he does the he does everything right kind of yeah. thing um, I definitely like that. Whereas Jack Hughes, you know, you sacrifice a lot of defense for offense. Um, but that's fine. You know, there's, there's, sure. y- you got to have that sometimes. Uh, no, I think the Devils are a pretty big surprise for most people. I don't know if we were expecting to see them this far up uh, this early on. That being said, though, um, I think we've realized that maybe an early start doesn't always necessarily translate to uh, uh-huh. success throughout the season. Um, we've got a few teams, in fact, quite a few teams, that came hot out of the gate and are now kind of coming back to earth. Um, let's let's start kind of in the east. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Um, the Pens started out hot. Everybody was kind of saying, like, ooh, this is a resurgence. This is looking good. Uh, now not so much. 2-6-2 two, two in their last 10. Uh, lost their last game 6-7-3 overall. Uh, what's what's going on in the in the Steel City? Uh, you know, I think I think age is really starting to catch up to him. Mm. I I really I really do. I don't like Crosby's not. It's not like Crosby's playing bad. It's not like Malkin's playing that bad. It's just they're not they're not twenty four anymore. Right. Like accumulatively, they just they can't throw a team on their backs like they used to be able to do. I don't think no. Um, and I I think that has a, you know plays plays a, a decent role um i i mean i also you know i think i think teams just go through slumps right like we still we're still only 16 games in i think you know this could easily just be more of a slump for pittsburgh but at the same time yeah man it, it, it yeah this is like uh i'm i i see this as like the gustav nyquist years of the red wings the darren helm year like the you know the the twilight years sure. of like this of zetterberg and cronwall and all of them where, you know, Ken Holland just can't get rid of the faces of the, lead, you know, the team. Yeah. Um, but they know that they just don't have it in them anymore. Um, but, and that's, and that's the problem. Like Pittsburgh, uh, boy, this could be a, this could be an early sign of like a, a, a pretty drastic rebuild on the way. Um, you know, Christ, what, ha- what happens if Crosby and Malkin retire? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I honestly like we we talked about it a little bit to begin the year is mm-hmm. like bringing back Latang and Malkin right like just trying to basically rewind it 
Um, I think they, they, you know, and this is just us being so fucking picky because they're two, six and two and we're allowed to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think, I think they're probably looking at that decision right now and going shit. Like we could have really started, you know, some sort of a rebuild instead of, you know, having these big, big contracts on the books for, yeah. you know, you know, so I, it's, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do there in Pittsburgh. Um, I, Crosby's not going to leave. Malkin, Malkin could leave. I could see him potentially trying to go somewhere for a cup. Um, but Crosby's Crosby's in too too many bar mitzvahs and quinceañeras and yeah, birthday parties. He's, in that he's city. Pittsburgh through and through. Yeah, right, he's, he's yeah. Get out. Yeah. So. Um, other th- other team. Um, I wouldn't even say that they fell to earth. I was about to say the Capitals, but they haven't been. They've been pretty mediocre. Yeah. Um just throughout the season uh but we've already we've kind of already talked about that I, th- I think the capitals organization any success at this point is just gravy on top they got their cup um i think now their main priority is to get ov that scoring record yeah um i think that's their main priority and uh unfortunately I, I mean just depends on what you i mean i'm sure they would love another cup but at the same time um making sure ov's getting those uh beer league special passes to get the empty netters at the end of games are uh our our higher priority here's a segue into who we probably are going to try to talk about next what are we thinking about this uh, a couple years removed now from this verona mantha trade Mm. how how do we feel about this this is interesting on both fronts well mantha's currently playing hockey so in the (laughs) short term i would say the capitals have won it um i think if both were playing with barring any, because Mantha went through some injuries too. Like mm-hmm. Ma- Mantha is a recent re, re- add. I, I think he missed most of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but so is Verona. Uh, I, I think Verona has the higher ceiling. Sure. I think we know what Mantha is. Um, you know, he's secondary scoring. Um, I think Verona has the potential to be a, you know, a, a tw- 25 to 30 goal scorer in the league. Um, but he's got to get through this whatever he's currently dealing with right yeah i i agree i think because because detroit still got a first out of it too i believe right yeah um, so there's there's that too. oh, oh yeah. the trade is a winner for detroit i think yeah um mantha was unhappy in detroit i don't think he was gonna fit in the long-term plans of the team um yeah i don't i don't think that mantha was a right fit so verona is verona can shine but verona's gotta gotta get back into the lineup um so yeah, good good segue. Uh, Detroit, um, the team that has started out well, is now kind of falling back to earth. Uh, many factors at play here. Um, injuries are probably the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, have you have you been watching any Red Wings games? I did. I have a little bit because I really enjoy watching Raymond play. He's he's he's, really he's actually one of my. He's, he's exciting. Yeah, he's an exciting player. He's just he's a guy that I like to watch quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, tough loss the other night with who was I think it was actually Cider lost the puck. He was trying to go cross ice. Yeah, uh, was, no, that was Bertuzzi. Oh, it was Bertuzzi. It was Bertuzzi. Yeah. Some back, um, backhand sauce in front of the net. Fuck, that's shit. If he would have made it, it would have been a two on one going the other way. So, sure. like, I, I understand you got to take those risks in overtime, but God, that was a really dumb. Like, sure. What do they but teach you? Could... Like, year one, yeah. don't pass the puck in front of the puck in okay. front of the net. You know how to skate now, so the next thing you're going to learn is don't fucking flip the puck in front of your own net. Um, yeah, it, so I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think 
four, four, and two in their last ten, right? So just kind of looking at the standings a little bit. That's still realistically that's like that's wild card hockey, right? It's, so it's aggressively mediocre, but it yeah. is. It is. Um, looking at yeah. injuries right now, let me just read down: Robbie Fabry IR, uh, Verona IR, Zadina IR, Matt Luff IR, um, Mark. Uh, Psych, I think his name is. Mm. Uh, he's out. Elmer Soderblom is day to day, and Gustav Lindstrom is day to day. What was so, the Luff? Was it didn't, didn't whatever happened with Luff? There was a Luff was the one that got pile drived by um, Montreal's draft pick. Oh, you're right. Yep, you're he right. He got he got boarded pretty hard. He got dummied into the boards and uh, and had to, and he's on IR for quite a while. That's right. I knew uh, that. And, Luff and that sucks because Luff there. was playing really good. Yeah. Luff was playing. He was pretty good. He was pretty happy to be into the lineup. Um, so now you're, you know, where it's it's looking more like last year's team, where you've got mm. guys that just shouldn't be playing in, you know, the the, the classic Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond is your first line. But th- when Adam Ernie is on your second line, uh, you know that there's problems. You know it's not going to be good. Yeah, um, Andrew Kopp is playing way below what everybody expected of him. Um, yeah. Uh, his only excuse at this point is that you know everybody else had an off season to train and get ready and rest up and prepare for the season, whereas Andrew Kopp got abdominal surgery. Yeah, sure. So I mean, you could maybe say that he's starting out out of the gate late, and maybe he'll pick it up later. But he's wildly underperforming. Uh, Kubalik is the brightest fucking spot on this team at the moment, in my own opinion. You know who has also looked pretty good is uh, Jonathan Bergren. Yes, Bergren. Yeah, kid looks pretty good too. They they, they got a good future there in, in Detroit. And they really right didn't want to move him up. Like they really? really did not want to move him up because they wanted him to develop in the AHL. But after all the all the injuries I just read to you, um, there's just no. way. I mean, he has yeah. to. There there they, they don't have, have to, a choice right? at this point. And how it was explained to me is Bergren was the best player on the Griffins and it really wasn't close. Yeah. So the fact that he's up, they got him on the fourth line with Joe Valeno. They developed some chemistry down in Grand Rapids. So there's, there's an angle of that as well. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he sees some more time up on, up on the first and second lines. And maybe even he got his first, he got his first NHL goal on the power play. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was against the ducks. Wasn't it? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yep. Yep. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It, injuries is – and even though those aren't big names, right? Like you said, there's there's no Raymond on there. There's no Cider. There's no Larkin. Verona, would, Verona was Verona, supposed to be carrying sure, sure. some load. Um, Zadina, I think, was more of like if it works out, it works out. But if not, at this point, Zadina to me is more like a broken toy that we need to trade to somebody for another broken toy. Yeah. Like if somebody else is having another problem like a Philip Zadina – this happens all the time. Where you've got trouble players on, you know, a team where the guy's got potential, he just might need a new change of scenery. Yeah, you flip guys that are like this. Uh, all it happens all the time. Yeah. So maybe maybe a Zadina just needs a new. He needs a fresh start, I think, um, because he, you know, he played every up until he got his injury. He played every single game, so I think he played at least the first eight to twelve games, mm. and uh, he had zero points. Yeah, gosh, I don't, I, I don't you know. You just can't, you just can't keep somebody in the top six that isn't putting up any, like nothing, zero. Yeah, no, I, I think, <laughs> I think you're, uh, you're right. He's putting up a goose egg every day, game, game. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's one of those things like, yeah, another misfit toy. Put them on third lines and you know see see what they can figure out. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's unfortunate with that kid. And I think Red Wings Nation, like we've kind of talked about, is is more or less pissed because of the guys that went behind him, right? Like who was drafted shortly after him. Um, But at the time, man, like he was the fucking guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like he he had Mm -hmm. something ridiculous amount of goals in the uh, what was it? Oh, I think Czech was he Czech league. yeah, I mean, he had a ridiculous amount of goals for his age, and so it was just like a fucking, you know, almost a no-brainer at that point, yeah. it seemed like, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I still have, because of the injuries, not worried about Detroit, right? Like, if you were a team... They might get some offensive support. Yeah. Um, it when, when the injuries come back, that'll fix the offense problem. They might be able to score their way out of some problems. Um, and Vili Huso is definitely the is is goaltending that Detroit has needed for a while. He is a starting goaltender. Uh, the problem is is that there there are no injuries to the de- other than uh, other than Gustav Lindstrom, who is a third line defenseman. Um, there are no injuries on the defense, and it's it's bad. Cider um, is having his sophomore slump. Uh, when when Philip Peronik is our best D man right now, there's problems. Like Sherat is even having, you know, major, major issues in terms of getting his shit together. Um, in any case, we, we more on the Red Wings. Uh, I think the we should probably get to the team that's had the biggest slump, um, crash to earth, and this was predictable. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, hundred percent. Buffalo Sabers uh, just stormed out of the gate like they always do. You're like, oh shit, is this the year? Finally, they finally got it together. They got the. They got the Jack Eichel hump off their back, and that was the that was the thing that was killing them. Uh, no, apparently not, because they have now lost seven in the row. Um, turns out that when your goaltenders are AHL level and forty two years old, uh, you can't get a save. Yeah, I, I honestly like it was good for them to have some success at the beginning of the season, just based yep. on where they should be in their rebuild. Um, somebody somebody tweeted this out. Somebody tweeted it out and said like the, their la- their first ten games over the last five years, and they were all like really impressive winning records, like seven and three, eight and two, nine and one, like that kind of stuff. And then it, and then they just crash. Yeah, that's bizarre. It's, it's, there's something in the water. Uh, I, well, I mean, I think that you and I have dissected this team quite a little bit for for a team that you and I don't particularly follow. Um, the problem here is the, like that you you have gold like goaltending is you know uh, Comrie was playing above what obviously now I mean we we mm-hmm. couldn't really predict it we it almost looked like he was kind of breaking out um but he was obviously playing over his head and now he's injured um so you're calling up you know an AHL to ECHL level goalie and your you know your your starting tender now is 42 year old Craig Anderson right. Uh, you're just not going to win very many hockey games with that goalie tandem. You're not, and and but I mean, you even think like it just see, it feels like Darlene's been in the league forever. But that yeah. kid, I mean, that kid's still like a what twenty three year old defenseman or something ridiculous, feels right? Like, so like, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I mean, they really like the future is super bright there. It's mm-hmm. just you're right. I mean, they're and like I haven't watched a ton of their games, so I don't know if they're just little dinkers that go in from the tendies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's almost yeah. You're right. It's almost like they just like they were just put it on the shoulders 
yeah of, of the tendy for a little bit and um yeah comrie ends and you know fuck guys get tired too right so like yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I, it's it, this is not not seven losses in a row. This isn't a, this isn't what I expected from Buffalo. I expected them to kind of be closer to a five hundred team, right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. putting up some fight because they do have. I mean, they have they still have Owen Power and fucking Darlene and you know some of these. I mean, Tux Tage Thompson's a, is actually a star, right? Like, um, yeah, there's names there. There's there's names in Buffalo. It's just yeah, there's uh, like you're saying. It's definitely just a. Uh, between the pipes, you might as well put a couple pylons, I think, at this point. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, looking out west, I wouldn't say that there's any... everything. There, there's no situation where like a team overperformed at the beginning and is now evening off. Um, well, maybe Chicago. You could say Chicago's finally... They, they, they had a hotter-than-expected start and now are crashing. Um, St. Louis apparently can't win games like lose win lose win like they they have to do it in bunches um <laughs> yeah because they lost they lost like what seven in a row and now they're on a four game win streak yeah they're winning yeah. again tonight fucking that, um, that team is weird arizona is pretty funny too so they they're five four and one in their last 10 i think they won like three in a row yeah uh, it's just so so random but yeah i, very, I agree i think very strange i think chicago was definitely chicago was punching so high above their belt like that's yeah. that's probably the highest highest that uh you know coming back some, to earth yeah, yeah. coming I back mean, to earth just because you know they, nashville nashville's playing exactly how we i kind of expected them they're five and five in their last 10 like they're they are yeah. going to play 500 hockey the rest of the year and that's going to be it minnesota's aggressively average um i think the only surprises are out in the pacific you know you've got you've got uh, la exceeding you know above edmonton and calgary right now seattle's firmly in a wild card yeah place in my in, in my in, i mean they with with how bad anaheim vancouver and san jose are uh arizona um st louis is still you know trying to we'll see if they can get it together like they're they're in the playoff hunt yeah I mean, it's it's definitely a long season. Uh, it, it was it was interesting kind of seeing some of the excitement because I, I I don't want to curb too much excitement for a team that's two years old, right? Um, but yeah, looking at like point percentage and stuff, they're still looking good now. Um, you know, so because that's I mean that's what you really need to look at. You can't say oh they have nineteen points and uh, you know a team with ten less games has sixteen, right? Like you you know right you can't you can't look at it like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, honestly, I mean they're 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 playing some good hockey. They just they they've hit a little bit of a stretch of I mean two game stretch, right? It's nothing, mm-hmm. but uh, you know goals aren't coming super easy to them right now. But if they can climb out of that, you know tonight even it's yeah it, you know they got some really big games coming up. But yeah, sitting in a playoff spot any time of year, sitting in a playoff spot, you, you can't feel too bad about it, right? Sure. Sure. It's. I mean, it's early to be making making posi- but there's really only a couple teams at the moment that are really standing out above the rest. Yeah. Um, Vegas, Boston, and New Jersey. Yeah. And and New Jersey's the biggest surprise. I think. I think Boston. You know, like we there was some of us that wrote them off. Me, um, saying like, oh, you know, your biggest move was just getting the same guys back together again. But sure. hey, uh, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So apparently they're shoving it up my hoop and uh vegas i think you know once they fix their injury situations i think they were bound and they just needed goaltending that didn't involve a crazy person yeah i mean shit mental health is nothing to to really laugh at but man he was he uh 
I don't mean crazy like toxic. like his mental health is an issue. Like I just mean that Robin let like like fifty percent goalie. Like goalies are just weird. Sure. And then there's fifty percent like uh, he's got some it's, something going on. Right, and it, well, and I don't. It, it, there's there's a difference between like dealing with mental health in the sense of like I need to seek help for it, and then there's just like maybe his personality because this guy he's he's always been kind of weird, and. I think even though he's going through stuff, uh, he was making it very. He's just drawn so much un uh, unwanted attention to the team. Right, bringing it if on that to makes himself. Any, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like he was. You know, uh, it, it's not like a Verona situation where you know the guy's cl- clearly going through, you know, a, a personal matter, and we're going to respect that. Leonard was like, kind of fueling the flames of like the goalie controversy and all that kind of stuff with just his weird behavior, and I I, I think the team like the team's finally stepped away from all that weird drama and is, is doing better. Random thought. What if, yep. what if patches is the problem? <laughs> Has patches ever been on a winning team? Like a, no, like, I mean, it's been a long time since he's been not, like, you know, not that I'm aware of. He's, he's currently <laughs> on a winning team. I mean, sure. Sitting on the fucking, in the, <laughs> in the parking lot. He is, he is currently on a team that's 10, five and one. <laughs> They just want to get tonight too. Actually, uh, they did. They did. Uh, Carolina's Carolina's plugging right along, kind of, kind of the programming that we thought they were going to have. Um, yeah. All right, couple quick, uh, quick side things we wanted to talk about in this episode. Uh, goalie injuries. Um, I sent you this from Daily Faceoff. It's an article written by uh, Matt Larkin. Um, we are dealing, and we even tonight uh, with with Scott Wedgwood getting wheeled off the ice. Um, we're, we're seeing. I mean, at least from my perspective, maybe maybe when I was younger, you didn't really see it, as, you didn't notice it as much. But we're seeing a lot of goalies injured lately. Uh, you think that's because? What are your thoughts on that? Why is it just goalies are soft? Is it that players are taking more liberties at running them and and going after them? Uh, it does it does seem like uh, more often than not, anytime that there's a collision with a goalie. You immediately hold your breath because you're like, "Oh, what? What did he just pull? What did he just tear? What did he just break?" Um, whereas with players, you know, they're always bashing around. You kind of don't notice it when they when they get into a jarring position. Um, what do you? What, what's your thoughts on that? I, I think right now, okay, go, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to look up all the goalies that we've we've had injured this season so far. Yeah, I think I just was actually having a similar discussion with. Uh, actually, a goalie from from back in our college days, not too long ago. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's the. I think it's just how goalies set up. Mm. I, so I mean, if you think if you think about like so, basically to to, to prequel this, uh, basically our buddy was saying he only plays forward now in men's league because goalies just shit on his knees or goalies mm. just shit on his back. And yes, he's not playing it at the high level. And yes, we all have a little more on the the front, uh, just slightly above the the waistline than than these NHL sure. players. Maybe not Kessel, um, right? You know, but but I think at the same time, like if you just think of kind of how um, think about some of these saves these guys make, right? Like they have they're doing the splits, right? You could easily pull mm-hmm. a groin every single game. You. Yep. You're in a weird bent over, you know, your your legs are kind of in this awkward shape. Um, some guy runs you, who knows what you could tweak, right? And I think yeah. 
I think it's just kind of a natural. I think it's it's probably this year maybe is just a little more uh, unlucky. I think is is probably the word. I think we see we see a ton of goalie injuries every year, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's just it's just part of the position, unfortunately. But yeah, and and yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's guys taking more liberty with goalies and, and kind of hitting goalies on purpose and stuff like that. I know there was Kadri complaints last year with Binner and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Binner. Binner, as we know, just is, is a hothead, crazy person yeah. anyways. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, um, but I think I think that has a lot to do with it. I think they really, like, they really put a ton of emphasis for goalies on, like, flexibility, right, obviously. Um, and But you, you just, you, you never know, right? Like, it's just so, it's such a random uh, thing that, you know, these guys are, these guys are bent over, hunched over, you know, they're doing a triangle with their legs, right? Whereas, you know, any, you know, defensemen and forwards, are literally just basically standing straight up, right? Like, yep. Um, yep. you know, so I think I think there's definitely in that regard a lot less hold your ground exactly. with a player, exactly, right? And and you think about it, like goalies, goal, yeah, goalies have to kind of stay in one spot. So you know, the, the way that they're set up, they're they're an immovable object, and then they mm-hmm. get hit, right? And they're and they're and they're having to move a little bit, so they're basically planted in place. You know, yeah. You know, the human body is uh, has some joints and shit. If anybody didn't know that, and so mm-hmm. you know, it's just gonna. It might hurt a little bit more if it's stuck to the ice, right? So, right. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably more what it is. I don't feel like we've been running goalies really, uh, but you know, at the same time, uh, is is it one way to to get your rival? Essentially, you know, you might get two fucking games the way that the. You know the way that we penalize players. You might get two games for running attendee, and uh, he's out for fucking twenty, right? And and you're in the mm-hmm. same division, and he's going to miss three of the games against you, right? Like, uh, sure, but I, I'm not sure that's quite what it is. I think it's just it's kind of just some dumb luck, just based on the position, right? So. Um, I I think I agree with almost everything that you said. Um, I think that for first off, before we before I dive into my side of it, um, reading from this article. Uh, just going off, I'm going to just directly quote the guy. Um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Oh, if it would load because life doesn't – technology doesn't want to work when you want it to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Looking at the NHL infirmary this season alone, Robin Leonard, Carey Price, and Chris Drager are sitting out altogether. Matt Murray went down after a single game. He's back now. Uh, then his new Toronto Maple Leaf teammate Ilya Samsonov did. Yeah, he's down. Uh, the New Jersey Devils lost their full tandem in Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, Vitek Vanacek briefly. Vitek was hurt. While third-string goalie Jonathan Bernier is still working his way back from hip surgery and hasn't played since December 2021. Mm. Uh, the Senators had to, had to use a waiver claim on Magnus Hellberg at one point with Cam Talbot and Anton Fursberg both hurt. Uh, Jake Ottinger went down for a time. Uh, Jeremy Swayman went down for a time. Freddie Anderson went down for a time. Elvis Merz-Lincolns just got hurt. Um... And, th- I mean, we just saw Scott Wedgwood get uh, skirted off the ice on yeah. a stretcher. Yeah, so, did, did they figure out what it was with Wedgwood? No. I, he was making a couple saves, and he just went down hard. Oh, um, it, it's not like a, it's not like some, anybody ran or any. Right. Those are almost scarier. Those are worse. Um, yeah. So, I, I think you're right. I think that, you know, it's it's all about goalies, whereas players have room to move around and, you know, absorb a hit or, you know, direct – the energy of some another player or something like that uh goalies have to hold their ground and uh i think the only thing that i it, i think it's a combination of having to do that nhl rules i think is a thing um maybe this is just a callback to i'm an old person but i liked 
in the old days when the cre- the goalie crease was a no no zone for players. Sure. Like it was it was a stick only in the goalie crease. That's it. Less the pucks in there. Less the pucks in there. Yep. And I think that now, uh, I think that that's now that that's changed up a little bit. It kind of leaves goalies exposed. You got a lot more players skating through it and uh, taking liberties when they when they can and when they see um, to you know even if they can glance off the goalie's pad a little bit, they'll take that goalie interference risk to maybe throw him off a little bit. Sure. Um, and not to mention, I also I also think it combines with a goalie's style. Um, back in the day, goalies, uh, were not as rigid and like, if you want, like we like to think that that's actually a style, but stand up style goaltending is just a goalie standing up. Right. Like it's like, it's not like nowadays that you see the classic, but you know, the classic position where they're stretched out in almost an X, you know, your two hands are up like this and then your legs are kind of canted, um, at angles. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's got to be tough on your knees because it's not naturally how your knees fucking bend. Right. Um, you've trained yourself to to have your knees kind of angle out at, at an odd shape, and uh, you combine that with not being able. You know, when you take a hit into the boards, the you know the boards absorb some of the energy. Even if you get hit in the middle of the ice, that energy has somewhere to go. Whereas goalies got to stand their ground. Yeah. Um, if you're if you if your joints are already at a weird angle and then you take a full hit or something like that, uh, it's just, it, you're just going to create a situation where it's where where you're going to get injured. It hurts my and, knees just thinking of tendies right now. Yeah, mm, I I I know that we've both played goalies in limited capacities in our lives. Um, every single time I've done it, my legs hurt. Yep, <laughs> like like it's just bad. Yeah, I I like what I, you, uh, I like what you're saying about the blue paint though like so, that yeah the crease the crease and, and i think because i think what they did with that is because you know the you know a skate blade goes through the crease and they're fucking calling it and that kind of shit right like it was it, you know, it was the dominic Hashik, uh dallas stars yeah yeah so i, I mean sabers fans still won't forget about that oh yeah definitely not but i i think i think that definitely like and that that's like another thing of trying to get more goals right we were in this like big push in the nhl to get more goals because yeah. we want to get more fans and um you know now now it doesn't matter i mean they have a good following uh that they're trying to lose by not providing them any fucking way to watch hockey games but right. that's another story uh um, right but yeah so so basically but but I think that would definitely help, right? Because if you... I think it would help on multiple fronts. Sure. Not only would it help in what we're talking about right now, but it also cut down on fucking goalie interference. Goalie interference, yeah. 100%. We we never we never had this issue yeah. in the early in the early two thousands and nineties. We never argued about goalie interference because it was cut and dry. If the goalie made contact with a player outside of his crease, it's not goalie interference. If he's in his crease and he makes contact with him, it's goalie interference. Sure. So you... like it was it was cut and dry. Do you have to make a Sean Avery rule then? <sighs> I mean, I, I've been argu- I've been, I've been arguing about the blue, going back to the blue paint rule for a while, because of the goalie interference stuff. Mm-hmm. But th- this angle of you know, like maybe it might cut down on goalie injuries is is something else entirely as well. Um, that that yeah. kind of adds to the point. I th- I think anyway. Now that we're kind of rounding in on the point, because yeah. I've always argued that for every time we have a goalie interference call, I I always sound like an old person shouting at clouds mm. like it you 
uh, oh, well, well, let's go to Toronto and see. They'll spin the wheel and see if this is goalie interference or not. No, it's not. It, it shouldn't be that way. God, you're yelling at clouds every day. It's so many clouds. <laughs> All the clouds, really. Oh, fuck. That sounds um, exhausting trying to watch yeah, hockey. Yeah, it really and, is. And it yelling really at is. clouds I'm, with goalie interference. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, but, that's, but that's what it comes down to is right. that, like, Back in the day, I understand like it cuts down on a few garbage goals, but even nowadays, how often do we see garbage goals? Yeah, it's like it, talking about the perfect segue into something that we're gonna end the show with. Um, it's kind of become a thing of the past. Yeah, like you just don't see wild battles in in you know while the goalie's down, scorpioning. You know, it, you just don't see it as much anymore. It's because we blow the whistle as soon as. As soon as as soon as we think that the goalie might have it because we don't see the puck, right? Yeah, right. And it, it's I don't know. I I genuinely think that you, you want oh you oh well chance if you you know go back to the old blue paint rules then uh, then scoring will go down. Okay, well then make make the nets a half inch bigger. Sure, we'll even it out. Yeah, like holy shit. Are we are we concerned? Are we concerned about our fan base? Well, clearly we're not. Based no, on clearly our, we don't cr- care about yeah, that. Yeah, clearly we don't give a shit, actually. Yeah. Um, or are we more concerned with, actually, our, our employees that, you know, in their injuries and, you know, having long-term... Of course we're not worried about that. We're, we're, we're more concerned trying to get people to watch fucking direct TV because that's mm-hmm. the only place that they can watch fucking hockey, apparently, anymore. So, um, yep. yeah. I, it, it'll, it'll never, like... Yeah, it, it'll... I just don't see it happening because it's a benefit for the actual, you know, it just players. Makes, it just right? makes sense to me from a from a from a safety perspective and from a goalie interference rule perspective. It it symbolizes the rule and it keeps goalies safer. Sure. I it, it that was always the rule. Like we, you know, when you're a mite, you always you always joke about when a goalie leaves his crease. Like, oh, he's he's fair game. Let's fucking take his head off. You know, you don't. You're not obviously gonna do that. Jeez, I didn't want to play against you, dude. Right now, <laughs> no, but you know, you joke about that, and or especially in like NHL '99, like when the goalie finally you can't hit him when he's in the crease, but when he leaves the crease, you can just completely clean his. NHL clock. hits him, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, because you couldn't just run up and just knock the goalie out of the goal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So it, that that I feel like that just kind of solves a few problems, and I, and you'd probably see goalie injuries go down a little bit. I think you're probably right. All right. Well, glad we solved that problem. Yeah. And it, uh, get, the world. Good, good is... thing Gary. Good thing Gary Bettman listens to this show and takes our word like as gospel. Yeah, I think next topic is going to be world hunger. Oh fuck! So we solved goalie injuries. Next is world hunger. So let's. We should. We should just let the NHL situation room. We should task them with a problem. We'd be like, hey, um, there's some shit going on in Ukraine right now. <laughs> situation room. What do we do? One semi tractor is traveling sixty miles per hour. At... <laughs> is it goalie interference? Yes or no? <clears throat> Thanks, guys. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last thing, kind of talking about antiquated stuff. I saw an interesting article from the Athletic today, um, kind of talking about if you guys have an Athletic subscription. Uh, well, good for you. You have a disposable income. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, was able to flip through it a little bit. Um, basically talks about how the slap shot like the quintessential like movement right next to you know it's it's on par with fighting you the know the, al the mcginnis move- yes the 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 steve eiserman slap mm-hmm. shot from the point oh yeah um 
that stuff. Like, that has been largely phased out of the game, the writer has argued. And um, at, at first, as an old old person who shakes fist at clouds, uh, I first was a, a knee-jerk reaction was, uh, fuck you. Hmm. Was it Greg? Me- Is that why? No, it wasn't uh. Greg. Greg said something. Greg said something stupid recently as well mm. um, about women's hockey, but he needs to. He just needs to be quiet. I don't. Oh, I don't he's ESPN. He this is the Athletic. That's right. Right. Yeah, this is the Athletic. Uh-huh. Um, I was immediately upset, and then I was like, "Okay, let me let me not get emotional here and think about it for a second. And I I I would agree with this person not because we don't see slap shots anymore. I think they've just gotten modernized. Yeah, it's more of a snap shot they well they've evolved like even yeah. even a full-blown clapper from the point now is is not a you know tiger woods tee off it's mm. it's a fast shot right well and i think i think yeah well, the, the way that we saw slap shots back in the day is this fucking mighty ducks wind up wind up over the mm-hmm. fucking head you know yep. uh whereas now like if you're if you're taking a slap shot that's above your waist You've got some serious fucking time on your hands, right? Yeah. So yep. uh, yeah, so I, I agree to that extent. But now, now that you fucking said this, I'm literally just gonna watch a hockey game, and that's all I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna count slap shots now, just <laughs> mentally in my head because mm-hmm. I'm just a fucking crazy person. Looking for that now? Yeah. God damn it. That's like when it's... when someone points out your flaw, right, or like yeah. someone else's yep. flaw. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah you I'm see it. Everywhere. I'm gonna see it fucking everywhere. Thanks, yeah, bro. Exactly. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> well, actually, be mad at the guy from the athletic. Yeah, I will. Uh, but no, I, I, I definitely. It, it made me think because I, you know, how the game has evolved and and evolved with the times, and I think that no, a slap. I mean, point guys are still going to put a little more sauce on the puck than the guys in front of the net. Right. You know, are are the days of wind up clappers at the hash marks gone? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, except for absolutely. except in the shootout, except in the shootout, every once in a while somebody will pull a big big one Fuck to throw yeah. them off. But yeah, and I and fucking love that. Oh, yeah. But you know, I mean, clap bombs from the point are still are still a thing. But no, like the days of them slowly winding up, getting as much back onto it as they can. You know, almost directly vertical with your head, mm-hmm. and then swinging down. Yeah, those are over, and it's just because players were slower back then and weaker. Yeah, like they needed it. Like you had more time, and in order to get the puck going harder, you had to really crank back. Yeah, and we had wooden sticks, wooden wooden flat sticks, wooden flat fucking hockey sticks. Yeah, so no, it's you don't see those much anymore. Like, but but sure, like even uh, even the time of not too long ago, I'd like to think uh, the Nick Lindstrom era. Like the guy's been known to throw down a, a one timer. Yeah, yeah, but but. Uh, I will the only th- so what I'll what I will concede and what will kind of put my point to bed on is I think that maybe it we just don't see it as much because there might be some paranoia there like uh, offensemen rarely take slap shots it's just not their thing um, if you're if you're in on the rush you're gonna get as close as you can to the goal and take a, a wrist or a snap or a backhand mm. um, but from the point I think. I think defensemen are so paranoid of players like Michael Grabner and guys that just their entire goal in life is to just take one in the shins and be off of the races. Sure. I think they're so paranoid of that. Yeah. 
I, I agree. I think I think the biggest thing is is the speed, right? Like it's just it's so much yep. easier to just get a quick little, yep. You know what what we used to consider it just a little snapshot, right? I mean, it's sure. you know just a quick little snapper. Um, yeah, I, I you know, it, but yeah, to, to the perfect point that you made, right? Like the league is faster, right? So the the shot has to be faster, mm-hmm. and in that in that you know the, what we know of the fucking Paul Bunyan slap shot. Is just it's gone. So, uh, yeah, super interesting, uh, super interesting thought, and, and um, yeah, I hate that writer now. Yeah, now fuck him. Yeah. Uh, good point, yeah. but fuck you. Good, good point, but you can slowly, you know, die until you're ninety. Yep, pretty much. That's that's how I feel about that. Okay, um, I think that's about it. Do we do we want to talk about anything else? I don't want to talk about shit, man. All right. Yeah, I'm done. I, I don't want I definitely don't want to talk about fantasy. You're kicking the shit out of me. Uh, you're making a little bit of a push, but we'll see how she goes. No, I am I am not making a little bit of any push. What are you talking about? I don't know. I I God. don't even I don't even know where I am this week. I'm literally drinking I'm drinking fucking sparkling water. Wow. Not even drinking beers. It's wow. I don't know where I am. Wow. That Ugh. is impressive. Okay. Well, uh, we can get off of this and watch some Kraken. They're, they're pucks about to drop in that game. All right, crackheads. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to us. Please refer us to a friend. Uh, I, I want you to literally take their phones, with or without their permission, and subscribe. Preferably, to the preferably without. Preferably without. Yeah. Like we, we would rather them not even know that they're downloading it. Um, that way they, can, they that way they can't unsubscribe. Send them a fucking blast. <laughs> Just they're like, what the fuck? Where the hell do these guys come from? So uh, what I'm saying is, steal steal your friends and family's phones. Yes, and please subscribe to the Dusty Bender podcast. Um, and leave a nice review on on whatever podcatcher that has that available. Uh, I believe we're on every single media product that we can, except for YouTube. Um, and even then, that might be happening here soon. We're we're gonna have to get creative if Twitter goes down. So yeah, next party that we we're you're putting at. a lot of we're putting a lot of effort into Twitter. <laughs> Shit, Twitter, Jesus, and just and and all yeah, all it took was one billionaire to buy it, and it's fucking gone. Maybe maybe if we add him and say, hey, can you please not? <laughs> hey man, uh, like <laughs> we're trying to reach our our couple fans. Could you just? We really appreciate it if you could not fuck up twitter anymore yeah shit yeah all right okay that's it for us uh folks we will see you next week